Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwicks, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Now each episode we explore concepts, techniques, and tools that will help you work less and accomplish more. Now since we're trying to be efficient as well as effective, let's go ahead and get started. If you've been anywhere remotely near the internet recently, you've heard about the impacts of AI, uh, specifically new releases of functionality around a tool called ChatGPT. And while I'm not going to spend a lot of time digging into the ins and outs of that particular AI solution, I think it does warrant us taking a little time to discuss what are the potential impacts of AI when it comes specifically to personal professional and small business productivity. Now, when we think about AI, and I'm not talking about Skynet or anything else along that line, I'm talking specifically about these solutions that are going to directly impact what we do. There is a lot of hype around AI, both positive and negative right now. You'll hear negative hype such as it's going to eliminate jobs. Copywriters are going to be out of work. Editors are going to be out of work. Uh, students are going to use AI to write classroom essays and never have to learn the material. Uh, you're going to hear positive spins such as AI will be able to handle everything you need to do for content creation and make it all just a matter of a couple of clicks. We all know that both sides of that hype inverted bell curve are not places that we want to be. We need a realistic understanding as to what AI could potentially do for us. So first off, let's keep in mind that no matter how much we read or hear about AI, it is not integrated into all our systems and things as of yet. It still has a long way to go for that. But as we start to see it bubble up to the surface, there are a lot of potential impacts. And I want to dig through some of that hype too, because I think when you peel the cover off of that hype, you'll start to realize where this could potentially help you or the potential landmines that could show up for the incorrect or the ineffective ways of using AI. So let's look at a couple of these hype concepts. One, AI will eliminate jobs. It's going to eliminate copywriters' jobs, AI will, will write content for me and I won't have to sit down and write anymore. We, I think as a rational human being, we know the likelihood of that being the case is very, very small. However, I have gone through some exercises to see, okay, how smart does current AI do or how smart is it when we start to ask it these kinds of questions to generate content on our behalf? to get information for us and turn it into something that isn't a bunch of search results, but it's something much more like what I would get from an expert. And I want to explore that in a little more in a bit. But what I did is as I prepped for this particular episode, I asked an AI tool, it happens to be the one that's embedded into Notion, to write a few paragraphs on the impact of AI on small business productivity. It was an interesting result because what it gave back to me is exactly what I would expect from a genericized blog post about that topic. It's definitely not an in-depth 
expert level dissertation on the impacts, but it's much more of a, here's kind of what's out there. And in, in summary, this is what it means. And I'll give you an example. I'll actually read you one of the paragraphs it generated. This is directly quoted from the text spit out by AI or the, the notion AI, and I have not tinkered with it in any way, shape or form. First, it is critical to appreciate that AI can be leveraged for a wide array of different undertakings and activities, ranging from automating customer service responses to optimizing marketing campaigns. AI can also be employed to assist in decision making as it is to able as it is able to rapidly analyze huge amounts of data and accurately identify trends. Therefore, AI can be a potent instrument that can help small businesses become more efficient and productive. Not bad. It's it's fairly well written. Uh, it doesn't exactly roll off the tongue at times, and it's a bit long-winded and a bit corporate speak. But for something that's generated by an AI system, it's not terrible. So this is where I say, where's the realistic starting place for this? This is a good, what I would consider, first draft. Starting with this and then tuning it, rewriting it, restructuring it, creating the actual output in your own voice is a good use for AI to jumpstart that writing process. You can also use it for things such as generating ideas. The ideation effort of saying, well, give me 15 positive uses for AI in a small business and see what results it comes back. Now, this is where I throw that little bit of caution in. This isn't a red flag. This is a yellow flag. And the yellow flag is the old statement of trust, but verify. When you do things with an AI based engine, it's not actually finding the answers. It's going on what answers are already out there and consolidating, aggregating, and then manipulating them into a result set that comes back. Classic search engines will just go out, find the stuff that's relevant or related to what you've asked, and then bring that back. But it doesn't do any manipulation of that information into something more uh, easy to consume. AI does that consumption part for you, which means that you have to look at the results <coughs> with a critical eye. Looking at those results with a critical eye and then validating, did the fact that come back, that came back rather, is that fact true? Is it accurate? I have found multiple times where I have asked for a collection of facts on a particular topic and then gone back and found the facts either to be not 100% accurate or not enough detail to truly be rendered as a truthful fact. So you have to watch. You have to watch the results. And it's the same nuance as if you were to go and ask a quote expert or a consultant or something along that line. AI speaks with a voice of confidence for lack of a better term. And that voice of confidence can create a false perception that all of its information it's giving you is true and whole. I don't know that we want to go down that path and say, well, if AI said it's true, then it must be true. We all know that's a very slippery slope and it puts you in a very bad place. But being able to say, can you tell me or summarize this or consolidate this, that can actually be useful. 
AI is very good at doing things like generating the equivalent of the cliff notes off of something. So if you have a large document and you want a summary of it, most AI engines have that ability to say, oh, read that text and give me a summary of it or go through and find the action items in here. Those can be really powerful capabilities. That's when I start to think about the short-term and long-term productivity benefits, being able to use AI to do things such as look over meeting minutes and pull back a summary and pull back action items can be really useful. And we'll dig into that a little bit more because it may be going to a even higher level very soon. Part of that hype that I talked about earlier, though, is that AI will eliminate jobs. It's going to eliminate the role of copywriters. Well, as you just heard from that text I read you, I don't know that it's going to eliminate the role of any copywriters. It's going to eliminate the role of bad bulk copywriters, of people who, we've all seen them on the, on the web, blog posts that are kind of dry, they're kind of bland. We know that they're there just to generate traffic. They don't really contribute anything to the conversation. And I think what we're going to find is that that type of content is going to be farmed out, for lack of a better term, to AI-based engines. What does that leave? Well, if your job is to produce that kind of bland content, if you're producing the oatmeal equivalent of blog content, um, yeah, you might be at risk there. You might have to get to the point where you start to write better content. But the people who are producing good quality content with good insight and understanding and exploration of the concepts, I think they're probably fine for quite some time. This also parallels into education space. We've heard a lot. There's been a lot of news articles about how students will use AI to write their essays and turn those in and they'll get grades on things that they don't understand. Okay. Yes, it's conceivable. Yes, it's possible you'll get an essay that was written by an AI. I think we're going to see tools very rapidly that analyze essays to say, yeah, could this have come from an AI? What's the likelihood of that? And be able to provide that evaluation back to an instructor. But I think it also compels the instructor then to find new ways to evaluate understanding of concepts rather than just the parroting back of facts and details. There are certain areas of education where the recitation of facts is absolutely critical. And honestly, I don't know that AI changes the ways that that can be manipulated by students. When you have broader conversations about topics and be able to delve into them, AI is not going to be able to provide that level of conversation. And I think looking at things from an instructor standpoint and an educational standpoint, it then becomes critical to evaluate from multiple facets. Evaluate not only based on the essay recitation of an idea, but also how it may relate to something else and multiple choice and various types of quizzing methodologies that allow you to truly determine, does a student understand the concepts, not just the notes that we gave them on the board? I think that could be very compelling as ways to push that conversation forward by peeling off the low-hanging fruit of just writing the same things that were in your notes and getting a grade on that.
where there are some interesting opportunities for AI to really take us to a new level of productivity, I think are in the areas, one I mentioned earlier, ideation, the generation of ideas around concepts and bulk and brainstorming. It's a great way for leveraging a tool to say, hey, give me 20 ideas around a new way to address this topic or give me 20 facts around this thing and let it just go out and do the grunt work and come back. Then you can do the creative part of it. The intellectually creative component is left to you. AI does not take that over. And honestly, I don't think it ever will. Another concept is around translation. Tools like Google Translate are great for taking short pieces of text or individual words and turning them into another language. And that's fine. But AI can take that up to another level to be able to take entire paragraphs, to take large sections of content and say, don't take this from English to say German, but rewrite this localized into Bavarian dialect of German. Well, now that's a whole different thing because there's different nuances that come into play. And AI can learn those variants in a way so that it becomes a much more natural language, being able to do natural translation. I think we'll see AI really continue to escalate this further and get better at building it into the systems. So for example, when you're dealing with a business that has people in multiple remote locations, and you may have some people who are working outside the country where English is not their native language, their native language may be Spanish or German or Korean or whatever, and be able to leverage AI for real-time translation in something as simple as a text chat, that's pretty compelling. And that definitely improves the overall productivity because it improves the efficiency of the communication. But where I think we're really going to see the biggest change right away, the biggest immediate impact is integration of AI into handling administrative activities beyond just the automation of basic things, but doing things that we would normally ask someone to do as a kind of a secondary role within an environment. Let me explain that. If you're sitting in a meeting, someone is typically taking notes in that meeting. And after that meeting, they take the notes and they either just send them out or they summarize them, they pull out what needs to be done by who. That takes time. There is an effort that's involved in doing that. There's expenditure of time and resources and attention and it often can introduce problems downstream if things such as accuracy come, come into play. AI capabilities of monitoring something or taking a set of notes and then immediately generating things such as a summary and action items means that somebody doesn't have to spend their time doing it. They can spend their time doing something that a person is much better suited to do rather than doing something that an AI is much better suited to do. We're going to see an example of that very soon because Microsoft is releasing as part of Microsoft Teams, they're releasing this AI capability in their meetings so that it not only can go through and create a transcript of the meeting, but it can also create a summary and it create the actionable items that are necessary to be followed up on after the meeting. This is an extremely good use of AI in my estimation. The same way when we start to look at, uh, as I'm recording this now, within probably about an hour, 
we're going to see Microsoft make a big announcement as to how AI is going to be integrated into their Bing search engine. Google in the next couple of weeks is going to be announcing how they're integrating AI into their search engine. Being able to allow AI to do a lot of the grunt work that is necessary to gather information and manipulate that information is a very good use of it with the understanding of what I said earlier, that you need to trust and verify that it is accurate and you are getting what you want from it. So how do you meet the requirements? What, what are the requirements to really get the most out of this? Well, again, it's very early days, but there are some basic things that you can think of and take, take note of when you're interacting with an AI. One, one of the most useful things you can do is learn what to ask and how to ask the question best to get the right result from the AI. It's not that it can interpret every possible nuance and, and variant in how you are going to ask a question, but if you can ask a question in the right structure, very similar to what we had to do in the early days of search engines, where we had to get the syntax right to get the right result back, well, we're still at that stage within AI to be able to say, write a couple of paragraphs around this topic in this voice and provide references. Learning those things with the AI tools you're going to be utilizing will help you get more and more efficient results back. The upside is, is by doing that, you're also helping improve the AI. So you're truly benefiting yourself in the long term. As I mentioned before, trusting the sources, trusting the results, always make sure you know where the information is coming from. A perfect example, ChatGPT is a very powerful tool that's being used right now. And guess what? ChatGPT, a lot of its results are coming from results on the web from 2021. So if you're looking from something from yesterday and asking ChatGPT about it, you're not probably not going to get it. So understanding where its source of data is and how it's utilizing that data can be really useful if you are tying specific measurable actions and results to what that AI is going to provide to you. And finally, this is where I touched on it a little bit within the direct benefits, uh, but I want you to understand that I think the biggest requirement for AI to truly make an impact on productivity is it has to go beyond AI. AI is great at giving us results and giving us our actions, but when we are able to integrate it into multiple applications, leveraging things such as automation, now we can see real productivity impacts. Let's take our example from earlier. We have a meeting, the AI engine listens to the meeting, listens to all the conversations, produces that wonderful transcript, produces a nice summary of the meeting itself, provides all the action items. If that's where it ends, Okay, it's helped a bit. It's definitely helped a bit, but not nearly as far as it could have. Where this can go is now when AI works with automation to create those follow-up tasks on someone's, on the assigned individual task list, to add the notes and the comments and send out questions that need to be answered to the people who need to answer them to get the responses back and follow up on those responses to be able to monitor things such as a project plan and ask questions of the people in that project plan. Okay, this task got delayed. 
reach out to that person and find out why is there a delay and determine are there impacts. These are all things that as people and as professionals, we do a lot of this grunt work by hand. We can start to ask AI to do the labor part while we maintain the perspective and understand the impacts. And I think that's when we go all the way back to the beginning, the concern about AI doing things such as eliminating jobs, it's truly changing the jobs that need to be done. So for every job that you see go away because of AI, I think you're going to recognize that at least one or two more new types of jobs are created because of the requirements of AI. So in conclusion, this is new stuff. It's powerful stuff. Don't get wrapped up in all the hype one way or the other. Take a look at it understand, evaluate, and think about what are the impacts and what are the needs you have and ask. I have this challenge. Is there something that I can use AI to help me meet that challenge now or in the future? This is the type of thing that my company does all the time, helping people understand. And this is the best way to start to look at new technologies is understand where it is, where it could go, but really the most important thing is what could it mean to you? I hope you enjoyed this episode of Being Productive and found it useful. Remember to like, subscribe, and share with others if you did. To explore this topic further or to start taking your own productivity to new heights, Visit gelwickstech.com today to schedule your free initial consultation to discuss your needs. I'm your host, Art Gelwicks, and thanks again for listening to Being Productive. Are you searching for ways to become more productive? Are you tired of working so much and feeling as if you've got very little to show for it? What you need is a place with ideas, information, and others who can share in your challenges and your solutions. What you need is the Personal Productivity Club. Personal Productivity Club is a free group without spammers or scammers, whose purpose is to provide professionals and individuals with a place to learn and grow in their own productivity solutions. Why don't you come join me at personalproductivity.club to learn more and get started on your path to working less and accomplishing more.